Planet Japan, episode 20, for October 18th, 2005. Sleeping in at the Manga Kisa. In today's show, we'll tell you where you can go to take pictures of hot babes in Japan, why it'll cost you an arm and a leg to rent an apartment, and we'll reveal all the mysteries of the Manga Kisa. And, of course, the Planet Japan dancers will do somersaults all over the floor. All that and much more on Planet Japan. Stay tuned. Get ready. Get, ready. Get, ready. Get your seatbelts seat fast, 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 fast. You're about You're ready, ready to land, land on the planet, planet Japan, Japan with Amy and Doug. So, you want to hear a joke? Sure. I thought this week we would become human Hallmark cards. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to be the, the beautiful front cover of the Hallmark card. I'll be the sexy inside. That's a good idea. Ready? Yeah. Uh, actually, these are rejected Hallmark cards. Oh. These are cards you probably don't want to send unless you want, want to you know, make an enemy. Okay. I'll be the tough inside card then. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. How could two people as beautiful as you... Have such an ugly baby. Oh, that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> as the days go by, I think of how lucky I am. That you're not here to ruin it for me. Oh, ouch. You look great for your age. Almost lifelike. There you go. <laughs> and last, and certainly least, I knew the day would come when you would leave me for my best friend. So, here's his leash, water bowl, and chew toys. Well, that's not nice. I think it's lovely. Well, here we are, back for episode 20 of The Planet Japan. You are Amy Chavez. And you are Doug DeLong. Yes, I am. And we are excited to be back. So, did you have a good week? Sure did. Anything exciting happen? Yeah. On Sunday, I took a, a bicycle ride over the Shimanami uh, Kaido, which mm -hmm. is a highway that uh, goes over five bridges that connect five islands yeah. in Hiroshima, Onomichi. Right. Mm -hmm. And the chain of bridges goes all the way over to Shikoku. And you can just ride your bike all the way across? Yep, it was lovely. Really? How long does that take? Well, it would take quite a while if you did the whole thing. Mm -hmm. uh, we just did 40 kilometers. We went out with a bicycle group. Mm -hmm. It was really nice. It wow. took about three hours. Great. Yeah, and we drank a lot of beer, ah, of which course. didn't help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was lovely. It was a fantastic day, and the views of the Inland Sea were just gorgeous. Ah, the weather has finally turned autumn-like. Yeah, it really has. Yeah, it's really beautiful these days. This mm -hmm. is my favorite part of the year. Okay, you know, last week we, we, asked, we talked about uh, people who had useless jobs in Japan. Mm. And there are a lot of them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we asked uh, listeners if they would send us their ideas for people who have useless jobs. And we got a very uh, interesting email from our friend Tai, who lives right here in Okayama. Great. And he reminded us of these uh, construction workers with the flags mm -hmm. standing out there all day just waving the flags so people can come and go. And yeah. Even though we could come and go without them? I suspect so. Mm -hmm. So beyond being useless, I would suspect it's just a boring kind of thing for them. That's why Tai pointed out that uh, occasionally you will see these mannequins taking the place of a human. <gasps> yeah, just a mechanized little robotic kind of thing out there with a flag going up and down and up and down. And Yeah, I have yeah. seen that. It's very strange. It is. You know, they also have done that with policemen. 
Oh, like, really? have you seen on the, the side of the highway, especially at intersections, they'll have, it's not a mannequin, mm -hmm. it's a it's a signboard up and down, and it's in the shape, well, kind of of a human, but it's actually just kind of a square. And then it has um, in reflective tape that goes oh, okay. diagonally across. Right. And you're supposed to, when your headlights hit it, you're supposed to think it's a policeman oh. and slow down. Oh, okay. What a concept. Anyway, if anybody else has any ideas for useless jobs in Japan, I, you know, I suppose we could expand it to other countries as well. Yeah, yeah that's a good have, idea. If you have people in your own country that, uh, that you think have useless jobs, let us know. We'll share it with the world. Absolutely. Okay. Now, we're always talking about the otaku, which are geeks. Right. And uh, apparently, these guys are the original otaku. Okay. They're guys with cameras. I've got a camera. Am I a geek? Probably. Could be. And, of course, that's one thing you notice when you come to Japan is that it seems like everyone's a photographer. And you'll see all these, you know, especially older people, they retire and take pictures. So you see them on the train. They've always got those camera vests on and all these cameras slung over their mm -hmm. shoulders. And they go out to nature and take photos. Mm -hmm. Well, apparently these days there's something more exciting than nature. What would that be? Well, race queens. Race queens. Oh, so th those are the queens that have races, like the 100-meter race. <laughs> you watch these queens running down the... No? Actually, it's a little more exciting than that. Race queens, uh, that's a term used to refer to the women at the car shows, the sexy oh, girls yeah. that the sit on the car hoods of the cars and stuff. Oh, the hot and, um, Yeah, but actually, this uh, photographing, the, what the guys do is they, they do... They go to all the car shows and take photos of these ladies... And they go other places, any any place that there are beautiful girls. Mm -hmm. However, they even take it a step further because they want their own private shoots. Sure. So you can pay 8,000 yen to uh, get yourself into one of these special photo sessions. A photo op. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's just, it's called a satsuekai, which is just like a photo shoot, you know, opportunity group. But they're usually advertised in the back of the photogra photography magazines, uh -huh. and they'll feature some cute young girl smiling. I see. And then you know that that's your satsuekai mm -hmm. to go to, and you go, and then she poses in little string bikinis, and she'll put on uniforms as well, ah. such as, you know, the waitress uniform, the nurse uniform, mm. you know, maybe French, French maid. French maid. Yeah. That'd be cool. And you can take uh, all the pictures you want, and sometimes really? she'll even disrobe. Oh, uh, you mean like she'll she'll get naked? Yeah. Now it's eight thousand yen. However, if you take videotape, it's more. So what you are saying is there's a a bunch of otaku on the loose in Japan. Oh yeah. Taking pictures of naked and half naked women. Right. Yeah. Oh my god. Wow. And do you have an address? No, you have to get those photography magazines. Uh, I'll have to get the magazine. Yeah. Check it out. You know, I'm a, I'm a bit of a photo bug myself. Yeah, you are. Mm, yeah. Shutter bug. And I do have a lot of pictures of beautiful women on my site. Yeah, but they're not naked. And that's they're true. not in string bikinis. Yeah, that's true. That's but good. They are beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you do have a nice site, a nice Thank photo site. Everyone oh, should check it out. They should check it out. Yeah, and you have pictures of Shiraishi Island on there, too. Many pictures, yeah. Yeah. pbase.com slash d-o-u-d-e-l. That'll get you there. Yay. And I got, I'm adding a few, f a few new photos that I took from um, Universal Studios Japan last week. Oh, uh, yeah. 
So before you were talking about the long lines that you waited in at USJ, right? Oh, yeah, they were terrible. Did you have any pictures of those on your site? No pictures of the lines themselves, no. Oh, I see. Because <laughs> if you had a picture, you know what? You might be able to sue them. Oh, that'd be good. <laughs> I like to sue. Well, I don't know how much you'd get, but this one guy has tried it. Mm-hmm. He went to the opening of the Hong Kong Disney. Actually, he went to a pre-opening. And there were 30,000 people there that day. Mm-hmm. And he had to wait more than three hours for some of the attractions. Wow. And so he's suing Disney because he thinks that they should have more control over the amount of people that come in so that everyone doesn't have to spend all day waiting yeah. in line. It makes a lot of sense well, to me. Well, to us. But, yeah. of course, if you were Japanese, that wouldn't make sense at all. Why not? Well, Japanese people love lines. Now, I'm not saying they necessarily enjoy waiting in line. But if there's a line for something, it means it's a good thing. Like coming out of a restaurant or something? Right. So if people see um, a line of people waiting to get into a restaurant, then they'll go and join that line. Sure. It must be good. Sure. People are waiting. There's actually a term for this in Japanese, Mm -hmm. and that is gyoretsu no dekiru. Okay. So something that is able to create a line, something to get people to want to wait for it. Mm -hmm. And a good example of this was the Aichi Expo, when people camped out at the entrance to get in. And people were not disappointed at all to have to wait because that's what it's all about. And they say that the media was a big part of creating this hoopla because what they would do is they would uh, show the lines on TV... And people would say, hey, everyone's going. We should go, too. Mm-hmm. And they would, more people would go, get in line, and that would encourage more media exposure because the lines are getting longer. Okay. And uh, apparently they kind of do it as to promote business. That's interesting. Hmm. I don't know. When I see a line, I think there's something I don't want to stand in. Yeah. Well, I it's just, what... I hate lines. Yeah, I'm, I agree. It's just one of those mysterious things about Japan. Mm-hmm. And now... I have some other answers to mysterious things about Japan. There are so many. Like How could you possibly <laughs> have all the answers? <laughs> well, not all, some. <laughs> but things you look at and you say, why? Yeah. Are you ready? Okay. Okay. Things that make you go, huh? Huh? <laughs> or, eh? <laughs> <laughs> okay. One thing that everyone hates when they come to Japan and try to you know, get settled in an apartment mm-hmm. is something called reikin. Right. And that's thank you money. Thank you to the to the landlord for being so generous and allowing you to rent his apartment. That's right. You yeah. paid it, right? Two thousand dollars I paid. Wow. To this guy. Yeah. Ugh. Is he worth it? Is he and that nice? <laughs> well, I never see him, so that's a good landlord. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Well, I've never paid taking, but um, most people do have to. Yeah. And I don't think you get it back. Well, that's the whole thing. It's a gift. Yeah. It's to a the gift, landlord. A present. Right. And so we want to know why, right? Mm-hmm. It's just. You know, is not I just right. assume because landlords are greedy bastards. Ha ha ha. Apparently, it was first begun at the end of the Pacific War because at that time they had rent control. So the landlords could not raise the rent. So the landlords needed more money, so they just managed to get money by calling it something else. <laughs> okay. Hey, that's a great idea. Yeah. And, uh,. The word reikin, re comes from ore, which means thank you, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, ore can be in the form of money or just like a physical gift, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, kin is money. 
So they just called it reikin, right? Thank you money. And hey, everyone mm. gave it. Can I just give the landlord a, a gift instead of the money? Maybe a bunch of fruit or something? Uh, How about that? That would be small reikin. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but don't, don't know. Hey, if it was that one of those you body melons, maybe, or a whole yeah, bunch of those. Those that melons are, that cost a fortune. Yeah, that yeah. are over 100 bucks each. That would be sure. Maybe. That's fine. I'll sure. do, next time I'm going to do that. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Um, how about kids cleaning the school? Yeah, you know, I worked at the junior high for a while, and that's one thing you notice right away is the kids have to clean the school themselves. Yeah. And, of course, we just assumed that it was because they didn't want to spend the money on a janitorial company. But no, you have the real reason. I do. <laughs> and that reason is, well, it's left over from the Edo period when the practice was common at temple schools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's a, it's a great thing, really. I mean, not that the kids do a very good job, but it teaches them responsibility and makes them think twice about getting things dirty in the first place. Yeah, I don't know. I suppose. I know if I was an elementary school kid, I would have... I would have uh, been revolting. I would have been. You rebel- were revolting anyway, probably. I was, yeah, a lot of people said a that. A revolting kid. Yeah, a lot of people told me that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if American kids would really put up with that. They would go no, home and tell their no parents, way. and their parents would uh, pick at the school. And, oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah, My kid has all. rights, and sure. cleaning is not one of them. Exactly. We're here to learn. We're not here to clean. That's right. I can see the picket signs already. Uh, sure. <laughs> And now I've got one more for you. Okay. Now, this is something every gaijin has wondered about when they come to Japan. Yeah. You look around, and you see construction workers, and they're wearing those funny, baggy pants. They're, they're baggy on the top, and they come, they come in their, they're tight around the bottom of the knee. Mm-hmm. And from there on down, they kind of go into these cow-like uh, <laughs> shoes, because there's a, a space between the big toe and the small, smaller toes. Right. Right. It's just what all the construction workers mm-hmm. wear. And you look at it and you think, now, why would they wear that? Well, I'll tell you, you ha- why. You have the answer. I do. Those trousers, shall we call them, are modeled on uniforms from the Edo period firemen. Not construction workers, firemen. The trousers made movement easier, especially in an era before elastics were invented. Uh-huh. So they're really firemen's pants. They really are. Wow. Yeah. They're kind of yeah. They're kind of unusual looking garments. Yeah. They're. Hmm. I like them now. After you get used to them, you think, oh, those are kind of cute. Oh, <laughs> that guy's kind of hot. <laughs> and I will mention though that this information is all written down if you'd like to know more of them in a book called Kimigaya to Banzai, uh, talking about the origin of words, and it's written by Shinjiro Wada. Is it time for cow tales? You know, I think we should do cocktails. Oh, yay! We'll, we'll do it a little bit early this week. Before, last episode, we were talking about how this guy in Kenya had offered 40 goats and 20 cows for the hand of Chelsea Clinton. Are you sure it wasn't 20 cows and 40 goats? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that oh, okay. is what it was. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it got me to wondering what the value of a cow is. I know, in different parts of the world. And in Singapore, not only cows are quite valuable, but the cow or the bull semen is apparently oh, really? quite a valuable commodity. Sure, because you can make more cows. <laughs> Lots more cows. <laughs> and um, what they did in Singapore is they wanted to help out um, the province of Shandong in China. 
and they gave them a gift of bull semen. And they did this to, quote, improve the quality of cattle breeding and dairy products. In Swaziland, uh, the penalty for rape is one cow. Wow, that's not a very high penalty. It doesn't <laughs> seem like it. And then in Nepal, in a rural western part of Nepal, where they have a tradition which they're trying to ban, where um, they make the women spend uh, time in the cow shed during their menstruation. Oh, really? Yeah, isn't that terrible? I mean... They send them out to hang out with the cows when they have their period. Yeah, and so I guess they see cows as being a bad thing. I can't imagine myself, but those must be pretty <laughs> bad cows. <laughs> bad, bad, bad cow. Bad cow. Bad, bad cow. Cows got feet in that grass. Bad, bad cow. Bad cow. Burr, bad. <laughs> Well, okay, there you go. That song is called Bad Cow, and it's just rocketing up the charts around the world. As the baddest bad cow song? <laughs> By a group called Metal Cow. Metal Cow. Yeah, I'll put yeah. a link on it uh, on the blog in case people just can't get enough of it. <laughs> like we'd want to hear more. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's interesting is on the site there, they have people reviewing their songs uh, at uh, garageband.com. And one of the reviews is headlined, talking about Bad Cow, the wonderful song we just heard, mm. says, you're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> I hate this song as much as you hate that cow. <laughs> I hate this song. This song sounds like something I would hear from a 10-year-old screwing around. If you keep putting out songs like this, you will be a joke. I think that's the point, kind of. <laughs> Yeah, it's a pretty... Yeah. I think cows would not even like that song. He says, I'm giving this song the stupidest song I ever heard award. Well, congratulations, their first award. Wow! I saw this review and I thought, this is the perfect song for the planet Japan. Yeah. Yeah, I'd like to thank our faithful listener, Cynthia from uh, California, who, uh, who, pointed, who pointed us to this song at garageband.com. Cynthia sounds like an interesting woman. She um, is known as the otaku mom. Oh. Yeah. And why is that? She she loves all this otaku stuff, the anime, and mm -hmm. she's quite an expert. She's actually written some on the uh, phenomenon. Oh, does she have a website? Well, I've uh, she has appeared on some websites. I'm not sure she has her own website. She says, my kids and I go to the anime expo every year here in Southern California. We have watched anime for 10 years and still do. She's an otaku. She's a famous otaku mom. Wow. Yeah. So thank you, Cynthia, for... Um, thank you. For, oh, and yeah. I'd like to give Cynthia a big moo. Oh, do you have to? Okay. Really? Yeah, I do. Really? Yeah. Okay. Ma. That was a Japanese moo. Yeah, okay. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, <laughs> Cynthia. We've, we've talked a lot about cows. Um, let's talk about dogs. Sure, why not? Hot dogs? Hostess dogs. <laughs> Hostess hot dogs. Those are my favorite. <laughs> no, hostess dogs. Seriously, there's this oh, yeah. uh, phenomena now. Well, actually, let's start at the beginning. Okay. Hostesses in the, the snack bars in Japan have always received expensive gifts from some of their special clientele. Like cupcakes. Hostess cupcakes. Well, not exactly. <laughs> Worth more than that. Okay. Um, they often receive, for example, money or expensive gifts from their male customers, such as Louis Vuitton bags, mm 
Um, really, it could be anything, but it's always very pricey. Right. And apparently these days, they're receiving a lot of dogs. These cute little ridiculously stupid <laughs> looking, yeah, I hate those. They put them in your pocket and, yeah. Yeah, so apparently this has become um, a bit of a problem because these hostesses receive multiple dog presents. Multiple dogs? Yeah, because they have multiple customers who apparently feel the dog would be the perfect gift for their pricey little hostess. So they've, <laughs> they've got all <laughs> these apartments full of dogs then? Yeah. Wow. So as soon as they get overpopulated with dogs, a lot of these hostesses who apparently have no soul will take their little pooches and abandon them out in the countryside oh, really? or in the park or somewhere. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. And so the, the animal rights people are up in arms. So apparently in response to this growing problem, a lot of the bar owners are telling customers that they are no longer allowed to give dogs or presumably any live animal to their favorite hostess any longer. Well, that's an interesting rule. Well, it, I, you know, I kind of make it kind of makes sense though if this is if it's right. creating this No dogs allowed, problem. just put that on the door. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, this has angered the pet shop owners in the area because they're not selling as many dogs anymore. <laughs> right. So they're saying, you know, it's not fair. So uh, it seems to always be this chain reaction. Somebody does something and that makes somebody else angry and you just right. you can't please all the people all the time. Well, I think the pet store owners should offer to take the dogs back. I mean, not to give money back, mm. but to take the dog back, and then they can just resell it to the next drunk. Well, that would make sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the animal rights activists would really be uh-huh. upset then, probably. Mm. So have you ever been to a hostess bar? Oh, sure. Many times. Really? Always with men, though. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the idea of these hostess bars is just to you go in there and you pay a lot of money to chat with right. the hostess, yeah, a beautiful it, woman. It's really a long-standing custom in Japan. And um, before I came to Japan, I was like, ooh, wow, these hostess bars, wow. And I w- wonder, it was so mysterious and everything. But there's really nothing mysterious about it. Yeah. It's just a bar with a bunch of men hanging out in it, just like you would have at home, except mm-hmm. that you pay a lot of money, and the women are dressed up in suits, and they sit there and accompany you while you drink and talk to you. And they mix, actually mix the drinks for you. Though. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, other than that, I mean, uh, some of them you can, you know, get more if you pay, but oh, really? it's certainly not true at all of them. Hmm. And uh, but it's just a, a hangout for men, really. Yeah. They're lonely. They want to talk to, you know, someone. Yeah. They just don't want to go home to their wives. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but actually, they're they're all kinds of women for all kinds of men. I mean, some snacks have like fifty year old women working behind them, and they're to cater to that clientele. Hmm. Um, so men aren't really out, you know, for a beautiful wim- woman necessarily. They're just out to find someone to talk to. And yeah. women being, you know, having the business sense that we do, we're like, sure, you can talk to me. Pay me. <laughs> yeah, give me some money. I'll, Absolutely. I'll become a regular Kathy Chatterbox. That's right. We're not yeah. dumb. Now, apparently there are a lot of uh, cafes where men are being hosts, and the women come in and talk to them. I've heard about those. I've, I mean, I've never seen one, but hmm. there are probably some. Hmm. These days, yeah. Maybe that's another part-time job I could look into. Hey, there you go. What do you think? Oh, sure. Okay. Cater to the Obachan clientele. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you very much. Just kidding. Okay. Well, there is another uh, phenomenon that uh, is making the news this week, and that is the manga kisa. The coffee houses. The comic book coffee house. Mm -hmm. Yeah. This is uh, something that's become a very popular Japanese trend since 1979. Mm. I don't know. Is it still a trend if it's been yeah. around since 79? I guess we need a new name for it. It's an established 
tradition? Well, I think it started when people would just go into regular coffee houses, and they they almost always have manga, you know, comic right. books there to read. Mm-hmm. And so people would go in there to read the comic books, um, you know, if they got a break from work or at lunchtime or whatever. And then uh, someone thought, hey, we could make a business out of this, a big business, by mm-hmm. having a manga-based you know, coffee house. And you might come in and just maybe have a coffee, but you're definitely in there to read the manga, and they had, it's almost like a library inside mm-hmm. with all the choices. So it started out originally as a place to go read comic books and magazines, but now, these days, it has vastly expanded into these multimedia uh, relaxation spots is what they're called. A relaxation Relaxation spot. That's nice. Yeah. You can go in there and you'll find a whole bunch of small private rooms that are amazing. And you can choose what kind of sofa or chair. You can even sit in like one of those great massage chairs. Oh, wow. That would be nice. Oh, those are nice. Yeah. Yeah. And you got a a big TV there and you got got your broadband internet connection. You can play video games. You can listen to music. It's like your own personal... Mini living room. Exactly, yeah. And I suspect, I suspect that more than once they have been used in place of a love hotel. Uh, well, actually, tell you what, I there's a one that I go to because they have the internet, mm-hmm. and I'll often just you know jump into an internet cafe when I'm in the city. Mm-hmm. And I noticed the last time I was in there, as I was walking out, they leave the rooms open when they're unoccupied, right. and they had a. Fitted covers over the sofas now. Ah. They didn't have used to have those, so really? I would say that's rather suggestive. So it's easily uh, it's easy to change. But there's a they have a special at this uh, one that I go to, where if you go in it from 10 p.m. to 8 a.m. is 2,000 yen for all the internet you want to use mm-hmm. and DVD and all that. You can take a shower there. They'll right. give you a blanket, yeah. and you can sleep in their you know nice. Uh, reclining chairs. Yeah. Apparently, a lot of businessmen use these places instead of a capsule hotel because they can uh, go there and get real comfortable and they have all these amenities. It's actually, it's better than, it's better than a capsule because you have a lot more things you can do there. Well, business-wise, absolutely. Yeah. Um, they don't have uh, a bath, though, and I think some of those capsule hotels have very nice uh, onsens mm-hmm. and baths. Okay. But you do have a shower. So. Yep. Yeah. Certainly. So um, apparently you can just you can just move right in there if you want, and uh, that's exactly what happened with this one guy uh, of no fixed address, <laughs> a homeless guy. He walked into this place and said he'd like a room, and they cost about I think four hundred yen for an hour. Mm-hmm. Usually people stay there for you know two, three, four hours, whatever. This guy stayed for two months. Two months. Yeah. Wow. And he ran up a bill of about five thousand dollars, and then one day he just walked out. Really? Didn't pay the bill. <laughs> <laughs> the police finally caught him. Aha. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's in jail now. I just wonder why why he was allowed to stay there for two months without paying any money. Right. You know, that's kind of weird. Yeah, you would think that they would have hit him up before then. Well, here's how he got out of it. Occasionally they would come up and say, you know, we demand that you give us money. Mm-hmm. And he would say, um, hmm, okay, I'll pay you later. And the staff would say, Okay, that sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So here's a new technique for when you don't want to pay for something. Uh-huh. Just say, oh, you know, the next time you go to a restaurant or yeah. something, the bill comes, say, oh, I'll pay it later, and it, walk out. Yeah, it seems to work. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's an idea. And if you're looking for a place to stay and you're homeless, you know, check this place out. 
Yeah. You, you have your, your internet, your TV, anything you want? Hey, and it's all for free. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Anyway, Manga Kisas, the coffee house, or comic book coffee houses. If you're living in Japan, if you're visiting Japan, you know, go by and check it out. It's very unique. It's, it's much more than just an internet cafe. It's your own private cubicle, s- cubicle space where you can hang out. Mm-hmm. They're quite yeah. nice, really. They're very interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. So last week we started our new uh, geek jargon segment. That's right, for uh, Japanese slang. Mm-hmm. And this week we have our second geek slang. Yeah, and actually this is a word. Well, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to call all of our listeners, or almost all of our listeners, a shiroi iahong. Oh my God, that sounds. That doesn't sound good. Whether yep, that's what you are probably. <laughs> okay, and what it is is shiroi is white, earphone is comes from the English earphone. So you are a white earphone. I'm a white earphone. Mm-hmm. All our listeners are white earphones. Uh-huh. Well, most of them. Yeah. And uh, this word is used to refer to a person with an iPod. Because <laughs> they have white earphones. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, just name people by their headgear. No, I think technically those are earbuds if they go inside your ear. Mm. Yeah. I have earbuds, and I have to keep cleaning them. Earbuds. (laughs) You're an earbud. Hey, hey, hey. Watch your mouth. Yeah. (laughs) And that's our slang for today. Okay. One more time. What is it? Shiroi earhong. Shiroi earhong. And now it's time for audio mnemonics. Now, this is a kanji for all of you shiroi iahon out there. And this is the kanji for shiroi. White. Shiro, yeah. which is white. Mm-hmm. And this kanji is very simply a rectangle with its upside. Mm-hmm. Cut it in half or put a line across it. Right. And then you just merely hammer a spike into the top. Oh, that's what that is. So it's now, a spike. That's right. Now okay. you're a spiked white earphone. Shiro yeah. is used by by itself, as in the color, mm-hmm. right? Shiro. Right. And then if you want to say, for example, black and white, you would say shiro kuro. And another way it can be used is, of course, to as an adjective, right? As in a white car. And in that case, it would be shiroi kuruma. Okay. But I like the shiroi iahong. Sure, because it's white. Yeah, all our white earphones out there. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Planet Japan this week. Indeed. Okay, well, if anybody has any comments they want to send to us, of course they can send them to planetjapan05 at yahoo.com. And I'd like to send out one more special moo. Uh-oh. And that was to uh, the guy who recently gave a donation of a very nice amount. A very generous amount. And here I have your special moo. Ready? Go. Ma. Oh, very nice. Yeah. Well, wow. He he's yeah. a nice guy. So anybody who sends a donation will get an extra special move from now on. Absolutely. Wow. Well, okay, that might dry up donations though. <laughs> <laughs> you know, someone actually wrote in and said that they were they found my moves a little irritating. You know, I can't imagine why. Yeah. So <laughs> I did do a uh, one episode where. I didn't moo at all, out yeah. of respect for someone who wrote in oh, and said right. something the about infamous, it. The infamous, the infamous mooless episode. Yeah, yeah. but it's not going to happen very often. But okay. you know, still, that was nice that he gave his opinion. Yeah, sure. You know, we always welcome comments here at Planet Japan. Actually, he said he loved the podcast if you can get past the really bad jokes and the annoying mooing. Annoying? Can you imagine that? Bad joke? Can you imagine that? No. Oh, Obviously, man. the guy's crazy. Obviously. By the way, 
You know, I love this idea that people are listening to us on their iPods with their little earbuds because essentially we become a voice inside their head. I love that idea. Here's my concept. With the, with the voice in the head, we can control people's minds. We can essentially brainwash them. <laughs> so I'm going to try a little experiment tonight. Okay. Okay? These are for all the people with the earbuds in their ears. You are getting sleepy. Sleepy. You will go over to planetjapan.org and cast your vote for this month. Okay, when I snap my fingers, you will wake up. One, two, three. Mo. So, how you doing, Amy? Hey, great. Okay, we'll see why a little experiment worked. All right. Okay. Good thinking. <laughs> well, that's about it from here for this week, episode number 20. We will be back again next week. Thank you all very much for listening. Thank you very much, and see you next week. Bye-bye. Sayonara. Sayonara.